The following show has been rated R for the potential use of passionate cuss words and out-of-the-box ideas that may require you to change your behaviors and views of your current reality. Remember, you're the boss, so fucking act like it. Ta-da! Now we got that out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Fuck. Oh, Oh, that felt good. I've been wanting to swear on this show for so long, but because we have so many parents in the audience who are usually like listening to this while carpooling with their kids on iTunes, which you can find us, download, subscribe, and get every show. Yeah. Oh, Should we explain why we are being so dirty mouthed today? We have one of our absolute favorite internet celebrities, Ash Ambridge from the, the Middle, Middle Finger, Finger Project. Project, like that, because she's saying, F you world, <laughs> as in fucking A, I'm living my dream life, traveling the world, being a writer, talking about truth, living experiences, and inspiring thousands of mostly women, but we're dudes and we pay attention to all of our emails. Yeah, we're still babes with balls. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And just in honor of Ash, because we know she likes to drink a little bit of vodka here and there, and we didn't have vodka, so we've got some brandy today Cheers. to get into the spirit. Smooth. Oh, jeez. Ah, delicious. Ah. So we've got a super special interview that's going to be hilarious and full of inspiration for all of you out there. Right after this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so Blair, this just in. This just in. The internet has made it 100% possible to be your brilliant, ballsy, original, unconventional thinking self from anywhere in the world and make great money doing it. Gone are the days when you needed to suit up and head to the office and buy a used minivan before it's too late. Huh. Now there's no such thing. You can always start again, and that's what this website is about. Because if I can do it coming from a rural Pennsylvania trailer park, you so got this. I promise. That is on the about page of Ash's Middle Finger Project website. And, I mean, I tell you, I just want to go through some of the last blog posts that she's done. Last one was how to introduce yourself at a dinner party like a cool as a cucumber baller. Sometimes wonderful can still be heavy. Know who your haters are. One big, sexy question for instant clarification on what the hell do I want to do with my life? That sounds like a good one. Uh, How to write the perfect cold call email without making yourself sound like a Gabby psycho. Oh, grabby psycho. So as you can see, like this has been a website I've been subscribed to for the last two and a half years. I have been... You've been such a huge fan. I've been a stalker, basically. How many times have you asked her to come onto the show? I've proposed... (laughs) <laughs> to Ash a number of times, maybe nine-ish to ten. But I knew we had the in when all of a sudden Megan, Ash's assistant, joined the Grady Course Adventure. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, yes! Yes, this is going to work. <laughs> yeah, so somehow Megan pulled some strings for us. Nice. Um, and, and we have Ash coming on the show. But before we get to the interview with Ash... Um, we're seven days away from going live with the new platform uh-huh. and I'm like shitting my pants in excitement and a little bit of nervousness. <laughs> Not really. That's just a metaphor for like, I feel things in my stomach. Right. 
um, because there's a lot of details, as, as you all know. Like the Great E Course Adventure has been a beast. It's big. It's huge. We've gamified the shit out of it. Another swear word. Nice. Um, I gotta get better at that. And <laughs> we need to, you know, we're trying to up the game with the next one. So we've come up with a little idea because uh, we're switching over to Mighty Networks as of next week. Mm-hmm. And as you all know, it's not quite uh, a gamified platform yet. There's it's no not badges. fully baked yet. No, no, no. They're still building it. Um, and so there's no badges. There's no currency, which we've had on the Great E-Course Adventure. And it's been great. So, yeah. So we decided, what can we do to bring more fun and engagement, some real gamification? Yeah. So we came up with an idea. The E-Course, E-course Games. games. Yeah. So that's a thing. Um <laughs> You're all going to have a race to top of Launch Summit, and you're going to earn real cash by creating products. We're going to give you money to create your products. Yeah. What the hell are we doing? Oh, my God. (laughs) What a concept. We're paying you to build your products. That's going to happen, and we're going to get more into that next week when we've wrapped Mm -hmm. our minds around it as well. But, you know, the brandy is making us talk. It's loosening the tongue a little bit. And we <laughs> just committed ourselves. Cheers. Cheers to that. Yeah. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. I'm sure we'll have more details by next Tuesday on the show. Um, so there's that. Yeah. That's going to be fun. And yeah, we'll come up with a bunch of different, um, different. I was going to say exercises, but more like contests. Yeah. You know, that you get to actually do something, creating an e-course, whether it's a lesson or a little mini course and um log yourself along the way and um and then yeah and then if you finish and you that's kind of like your entry into to submit you know the course or whatever it is and then we'll jury that and choose the best one i mean for us we want to build a marketplace with hundreds of super innovative courses and all different types of life skills and so for us we're like well how do we do that Oh shit, we gotta help all you make the greatest e courses you can imagine. How do we do that? We're gonna pay you to do it. It was super interesting too when we did the um, the um, that email out there and getting everybody the to, survey. The survey. Yeah, we paid people to do our surveys. So we did a draw. We got good results. Too. It was, it, we had like, I think it was something like 35, 40 plus percent of you. Um, actually <laughs> filled out the survey, which is an unusual statistic compared to our history. Um, yeah, and that and, just showed us that y'all like cash. Yeah, and coaching. So we gave away to two people that filled it out. We did a random number draw, um, and two of you won $100 cash mm-hmm. and uh, an hour of coaching with Blair and I. Yeah. And uh, that was Jessica Antonelli and Sarah, Sarah McCann. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be meeting with them this week. Yeah. So apparently you're all motivated by money. (laughs) (laughs) And so are we. That's why we're raising our rates, which we'll get into next week. And all of you that are already members, good news. We've got good news for you. Yeah. We won't get into that. And our guest today is no stranger to money because she's built a seven-figure empire. That's a million dollars. At least. How many of you out there have dreams of building a million dollar plus business online that allows you to travel the world do work you're passionate about and, and hang write out. your mind yeah write your oh mind oh my god that would be so good so a part of the conversation i'm excited to dive into in t minus 60 seconds is 
how do you actually find your voice? Like your mm. authentic, real to you, talk however the fuck you want to talk because what you're saying is truth to you, voice that will inspire the people on the recipient end. Um, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Without and having to use brandy. Exactly. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> All right. But it won't hurt for today. No. Mm-hmm. So, Ash, are you there? Ash. Come in, Ash. Ash. She's in the house. She's in the house. Oh, she's in the house. Did you raid the bar fridge yet? Um, it's happening tonight. Tonight's the night. It's Tuesday, so duh. Well, it's almost nighttime, so cheers to that. Yeah. It's it's three something here, so I feel like that's almost appropriate. I need to be with you guys having some branding. I know. Come to Salt Spring Island, British Columbia. We'll pick you up at the ferry or the uh, the float plane, whichever your preference mm-hmm. is. Float planes okay. are pretty cool. Well, yeah. one on the way in and the other on the way out. That's always my nice. standard. That's a good way to go. Yeah. yeah. So where the heck are I you got, right now? I got preferences. Yeah. Where are you? Probably in the least glamorous place that I could ever be on a live interview talking about. However, <laughs> I will say it. It is Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Home wow. of the Amish. Oh. Wow. So you're building Woo. some wooden furniture, like taking up a new hobby, you planting some gardens, building a barn. Like what's what's the deal? Teach them bitches how to do this online. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really <laughs> no no not really i'm here it's a it, i have no reason to be here i'm just traveling i'm traveling through and passing through the neighborhood today. yeah hanging with the amish i like it now what are their hotels like you know what there's a there's like a couple of cool ones that are converted factories so there's like lancaster city most people think of the amish and they think of the horse and buggies which naturally yeah but there's actually a whole really cute city to Lancaster and uh, they've got a lot of old warehouses, old factories that they've now converted into condos and things like this hotel. So this is one good example. It's very lovely. It's nice. It's artsy. It's cool. Love it. Nice. Artsy and cool. Just like you and those earrings you're wearing right now. Gorgeous. Now I did this for you, Brad. I love I wore it. these for you. I love it. They look like little hula skirts on your ears. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh no, I'm never gonna be able to wear them again now. <laughs> no, no, it's fantastic. A little bit of aloha hanging from your ears. It's fantastic. Yeah. No. I've been waiting to have this conversation for a while, been stalking on the internet for years. I feel like I can finally take you off my people to stalk list because there's actually a real connection here. It's great. You are the most fabulous, entertaining writer that I have followed. You're the only person whose emails come into my inbox on a weekly basis that I actually read that shit. How do you do that? (laughs) Like, and I know I'm not the only one. I know there are hundreds and thousands of people out there that love reading your thoughts and i think like for most of the people that are part of e-course adventures who are trying to build lifestyle businesses and build courses around the things that they're most passionate about like you're building online courses you've got a really popular blog site and you just you speak your mind in such a unique way that it's just so blunt and authentic 
<laughs> and I think like that is the thing that we should be diving into today is like how how have you learned to find that voice that you write with? Because it's awesome mm. and hilarious. And you literally bitch slap me in the face sometimes <laughs> with those like punchy Earrings. words. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I hope the next time you open one of my emails, you really will picture me bitch slapping you with one of these earrings. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It'll make me giggle. I love it. <laughs> Better than crying. Thank you for such a generous introduction. That is awesome. And also uh, so surreal to realize that I'm not just writing into the internet. There are yeah. actually people who are reading it there. <laughs> I'm a real human. Yes, you are. Yeah. Look at you. You look a real human being. Not so even you, a cyborg. Blair. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I don't even have a chip in me yet. Like, <laughs> just pinch him yet. Did you feel that? No. Oh, What'd you do? I pinched you. Are you sure you're oh, real? Yeah, no, I feel it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, it's the brandy delayed reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I've been asked this question a lot over the years and probably more relevant for your audience and listeners because everyone's building e-courses, right? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. we're talking now about the newsletter, quote unquote, and the blog and how important that is and how I've been able to leverage that into selling my courses and things and why people actually open my emails, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, and Kate, like, just like as a disclaimer, before we even talk about that, yeah. if you are selling an e-course, please fucking write a newsletter for Christ's sake, but don't call it a newsletter. Right. <laughs> what do you call yours? So I think this is like part and parcel to the part A of the answer is why do people open my stuff? Yeah. Why? Like some people, not, not all people. Have you figured yeah. it out? Have you, have you cracked the code? I, I think there's a couple of reasons. I've gotten a lot of feedback over the years. I've read a lot of emails from people hitting reply. So based on those responses, I think I could give you an educated guess. We like and those. Yeah, I, I think the reason is, number one, because of what I'm writing on the blog, they found it to be really authentic and relevant to what they're going through right now. Yeah. So I've gotten a lot, if I could like name all the feedback that comes back, the number one thing that people say to me is, I feel like you were in my brain, which is definitely creepy. <laughs> And like, but I can't tell you how many times people respond back and they're like, I feel like you're looking in my windows. Are you there? What's happening? <laughs> so I guess if I had a superpower, it would be to really put myself in other shoes. I think empathy is a part of this yeah. so much more than most people think about. Hmm. And I really do consider, and I remember my own journey and where I was. And I actively think about what that felt like yeah. on a daily basis. And I try to then respond to that. I almost kind of have a weird conversation with myself. Like, right. Me then versus me now. And responding to that has produced this effect where people who are now going through the shitstorm are like, wow, I feel like you have just crept into my brain. Yeah. So I think that's why, like, that's the first part of it. Like having people sign up to read what you're writing is incredibly important because yeah. you could write all day long and if no one's reading it, it's not going to move the needle for you financially. Yeah. So, so right. So I we think get that's to like phase part two, a, right? are you, are you kind of like, are you writing to your past self? Like when you, when you sit down to write 
are you thinking about like little Ash who's, you know, just starting out on our entrepreneurial journey and she's like anxious and overwhelmed and scatterbrained? Like, is that kind of what you picture in your mind or is there a specific somebody who you write to or does it change? Like, just curious. It changes. Yeah. It changes. I mean, sometimes I'm with little Ash. Let me know. Ash, I like that. that stomach pooch of yours is never going to go away. So just get over it now. <laughs> do this other thing. I'm with you. I'm with you, sister. It's, it just, it always stays. It doesn't matter how many crunches I do, how many green juices I drink. It's just there. A little muffin around the sides. You got to love it. Yeah, I, I try to use more. I mean, sometimes myself, yes, I do get into my own head, but sometimes people, when they respond to me via email, clients I work with, students I have that respond, I read all of the emails. It's just not always in real time. So I use that as a form of research and it's useful to like remind yourself what it feels like to be someone who doesn't know, Hmm. you know, it's like the curse of knowledge. And when you know, you're like just over it. Yeah. But if you're trying to serve people that don't know, that's a big problem. And it's probably one of the biggest challenges there is to being an expert in your field and trying to teach other people. You forget that other people have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there yeah. was a, there was a part two. Is that yes. a part of part two or is it continue? Yeah. So, I mean, part one is definitely like making sure that people uh, can relate to what you're talking about. And even if it's, a specific subject matter, even if it's science, whatever it is, you have to write about that on their level to get them to then opt in. But then once they do opt in to hear more, um, I think the second part of that is really just not being afraid to be brutally honest. Right. It's not gonna be everyone's style but I think that there's something to be said about brutal honesty, even if you do it in a way that's more polite than perhaps I would. Right. <laughs> I, I love how I, unpolite you are. Like that's, <laughs> it's just so refreshing to have somebody speak the truth and to do it in such an entertaining and honest way. Thanks. I, you know, listen, like I won't ignore the fact that my background is in, public relations. I have an entire college degree on that, on like the art of the spin and advertising and marketing. That was my career prior to this. So I am no fool to the fact that I had a little bit of training when it comes to like making people want to read what you're writing, for example, or making people excited about what it is to click. I will say that that's true, but I think there's more to be said about getting someone to click in again. I mean, that first click is cheap. Anyone can get that first click. But when you have someone clicking in again and again and again to read your writing, that's something else. And I think that that is a new kind of relationship that we're forming that most people aren't even thinking about in terms of relationships. Everyone's still thinking about in terms of like newsletter and what do I have to do to make this work? Mm -hmm. It's a relationship. We're digital people these days and if I sat in front of you, even in a bar, and I was like, hi, Brad, my name is Ash, and welcome to the Middle Finger Project. <laughs> yeah. 
not you're not gonna listen to me ever that's one thing i love is even just your your name when you get into it it's like yo it's ash you know (laughs) and and that starts it right there i'm like oh heck this is fun yeah it's so much better than this right it's like yo it's ash yeah, well, that's, I mean, the tag that's, like, on every single one of my emails for consistency purposes, so people recognize my name in their inbox. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're all very self-important, and we all think that everyone's going to remember who we are, but people don't, and right. they need, especially if you're only writing, like, once a week or something, or less, they'll never remember you. Mm. But, yeah, I think the second part of that is, like, being a real human and saying really what's going on, because people trust those who are not afraid to stand up and speak some truth i yeah. think that's really mm. it's so needed. i think it's important <laughs> it's so needed yeah i know even if they don't agree with you they will follow you yeah and they'll still buy your stuff which is all you really care about if we're talking about e-courses and financials it's yeah. really important to have people purchasing that's a, when we're in business important part of the cycle yeah, <laughs> yeah. otherwise yeah. it's a hobby and i think we're all here to try and build businesses that we're super proud of now i'm curious when you started out you know when you decided that you're going to quit your jobs and start working for yourself like what was your goal at that time what were you actually trying to achieve or what was the vision you had in your mind is it what you're living today or was it something different well, I think goal is an ambitious word. <laughs> I don't know that I had so many of those back then. Yeah. I think like many people, I just knew I was dissatisfied with the status quo and trying to figure out what the next move was, but not knowing what that was. I don't think anyone can really say with any certainty, yes, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to become a blogger on the internet. I'm going to sell to people around the world and they're going to buy my e-courses. Like, no, never. <laughs> yeah so weird yeah (laughs) no i think it's all an iteration and i think that's the cool part of this um but back then i do think that having some level of freedom with my life was important to me yeah i didn't know how i was going to accomplish that but i knew that kind of i guess if we have to put it in terms of goals was like my goal how can i do something that this it's not an attack on the nine to five. I mean, that works certainly from a financial standpoint for manufacturing. It's great. But for me personally, does it work? And it didn't work. Yeah. So what next? And I had to work my way into that by figuring it out slowly, but surely it was not systematic. If that's what you're asking. Yeah. Usually isn't. It's usually pretty random and flaily. <laughs> ah, I'm an octopus. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Just take the next step. Um, yeah. So I've been noticing, you know, the last couple of years, you've been starting to build a lot more online courses and doing trainings and specifically working with women to help them build businesses. How, because we're all course creators here watching the show, we're all people that are trying to build educational experiences. Um, I haven't gone through your courses yet um, because I'm not a woman and they're definitely marketed towards women. Although, you know, there's a part of me that just wants to make up an anonymous persona and go in there and see what's up. But how do you approach uh, courses? Like what's what are the what's the the kind of preparation you do before creating a course and what's it like inside of the course? Because we're all course nerds here. Yeah, I mean, I do have this like really awesome advantage 
of having this really great email list full of people who are telling me all the time what they still need help with. Yeah. So for yeah. me, that's I mean, that's something that not everyone has the luxury to have. Yeah, I will say uh, for, it's been really great, but that's also why I think it's important to build an email list. I think email lists are, I can't stress this enough if I yeah. could just say one thing about email lists is that you fucking need one. <laughs> Don't mess around right. with all the other stuff. Like, forget Instagram, forget Twitter, forget all that other stuff for now. Like, just yeah. get an email list. Yeah. It's really the most important thing you could do yeah. in the online course creation realm. Great um, advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you, so, I think you need to say it one more time. Yeah. Get a fucking email list. Ah, <laughs> sister. <laughs> Send it yeah. home. And to all I mean, of you out there that are subscribed to the eCourse Adventures email list, thank you. We appreciate you. Yeah. We do this for you. Fucking sign up. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? It's the relationship piece that I was talking about earlier. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, Brad. Hold on. Yeah, shrink up. (laughs) You said heck. I said heck. I'm I'm still in PG land over here. Sorry, Blair. It's no well drained. I know. Um, yeah, no, I feel like that's the, re- it's the relationship piece. Having this email list is critical. And like yeah. you guys just said, didn't you send out a survey or something recently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We pay people yes. to fill out our stuff and complete our courses though. Like that's, that's one of the things that we're learning is you just got to pay your audience to do the thing that your brand is promising they'll do. And if you just like ask, <laughs> offer them cash, all of a sudden it's like, everybody wants a piece of it. Cha-ching. <laughs> Yeah, show me the Benjamins, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so many Benjamins. Yeah. Yeah. Email lists are really important. And what was the original question we were talking about? I forget. Oh, how I create courses. It's right. that. I mean, I listen to people and I listen to what they want. Yeah. And then instead of repeating myself 1,500 times a day, yeah. I write a course about it. Nice. Way to go. So much more efficient, not only for me, but for them. And we all know if you can package your knowledge at this stage in the game. Like if you're not packaging your knowledge at this stage of the game, you're very far behind. Yeah. So totally. uh, it's it's kind of like a it's a no brainer at this point. You have to do it. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? Huh. It's just kind of like I see so many people procrastinate on it. You know, they they blame that they don't have enough time, or they've got too many things, or they can't get it perfect the first time. Like all of these these excuses for just not creating the first version and then the second version and then the next version and then just keep making it better as you go. Um, I'm just curious, like, what, what set you on the path of doing what you're doing right now? That, like, what was the moment of defining where you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to go all in on this and – this is what I'm doing. And if I fail, whatever, it'll be a great story. And if I succeed, then I'm going to take a whole bunch of people with me. Like what was the defining moment for you where you finally had enough and you just went for it? I mean, you, you know, my backstory, right? I you do. must know about the Kmart parking lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I don't think everybody can I, knows. Can I, can I bring that up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't, I don't know about it. So he doesn't know. Yeah. Screw me. I mean, it, it, it's, it's weird when you start getting so far into this game, it's almost like you don't even have those thoughts anymore because you've seen it happen so many times that, you know, it's like almost a guarantee it's proven courses, for example. Um, 
but in the beginning, it certainly was not. And this is a great, another great example of like going back in time and putting myself in those shoes and thinking about where I was then. And where I was then was just like this. Remember, like the octopus flaily yeah. wanted something different. I had a respectable job with a respectable salary selling advertising for a magazine. I was really good at it. I loved my clients. They were fucking awesome. They liked me, I think. I mean, most of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I walked into my boss's office after we ha I had a meeting with a guy. There's always a meeting with a guy, right? <laughs> I had a meeting with a guy who his name was Lenny. Good name for a guy. <laughs> his name was definitely Lenny. For this story, it's a great name. <laughs> this is kind of like the moment of truth for me where I was doing this work and I knew it wasn't really right, but there was no like lightning bolt. Um, but I had worked really hard for many months to get this guy named Lenny to agree to a meeting with me. And that's difficult when you're just calling someone on the phone and being like, yo, Lenny. Meet with me. Yes. I think Meet you have experience. It sounds Ash, familiar. Ash, come on the show. Please. <laughs> Excuse me, Ash's henchman. Can I get through to Ash, please? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that, though. Yeah. Full circle, hey, Whoa. Ash. Whoa. <laughs> dead, dead. Yeah. This is my Lenny moment. This <laughs> <laughs> change everything. Nice. Well, no, I think once you hear the rest of the story, you might not want to be associated with this guy. Okay, continue. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, Lenny finally agrees to meet with me, but he's like, except it can't be in the office because I'm a busy man with busy things and whatever so you have to catch me on my way to whatever other meeting meet me at this podunk restaurant in the middle of nowhere and i'm like cool i'm gonna get the biggest deal sign i'm so excited because i just know once he takes my meeting i'm in got it uh so i met him at the podunk restaurant i probably should have known it was going south and the minute he looked at the waitress and said we'll take two of the regular and she brought long island iced teas in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> so I was like, well, all right. I'm from Scranton. I can do, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Fine. Fine, Lenny, if this is what it takes to get the contract signed. <laughs> and so he starts just like talking and he's talking over me. And he's just like talking about how some of his employees fucked his wife. I'm not just making that up. He started saying super inappropriate things. And I'm like, can we get to the point? <laughs> so finally I've got to just like take control and I start talking to him a little bit more about how we can help. And at that point he takes his satchel and he takes his Polaroid camera out of his satchel and he starts snapping Polaroids of me like <laughs> as I'm talking at, about advertising. And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, this is like the moment of truth for me that the corporate world is not for me. Cause I'm just like, are you serious? But uh, I still wanted the deal. Right. So you're still thinking about the, the Benjamins baby. So you're like, uh, all right, yeah, I can go with this. Okay. What else you want? Was, I mean, I was not going back to the office without a signed deal. And in fact, I won awards nationwide for getting the most amount of deals signed on first meeting. So I was just like in you it to win it. voguing for them, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. All, thank God Instagram wasn't invented yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I like, I look at the waitress, she's looking concerned and I'm like, okay, we're gonna have to scranton this up. 
I get up and I sit down next to him in the seat. It's kind of like a booth. And I look at him and I take the camera very gently and I'm like, okay, Lenny, so I'm going to make a deal with you and I'm going to take this camera into the bathroom and I'm going to take a very special picture for you. But while I'm doing that, you are going to take this contract and you are going to sign right here. And then we're going to trade. Does that sound fair? And he was like, well, I know a good deal when I hear one, you know, <laughs> whatever. Oh, and I was like, yes, done. Awesome. So I take his camera. I go into the bathroom. I come back out. I hand him the picture. I take the contract and I walk out and I hear him like groan from the parking lot because he definitely did not expect a picture of my middle finger. So <laughs> that was like my last meeting. That was my last uh, meeting that I yeah. ever took. And then Man. the middle finger project was born from that point on. Fuck right? Yeah. yeah. It, wow. it, it, <laughs> How good did you feel walking out of there? I was nervous. My heart was pounding. I thought he was going to chase after me in his big old pickup truck. So I didn't feel that great. I just felt just like principled, really. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Nice. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. So I think we all have those moments at some point where it's like, motherfucker, what am I doing? Like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm making money for this company and I'm doing a good job, but at the end of the day, what have I done? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And there's a difference, you know? Yeah. We're on planet Earth right now. This is insane that yeah. we exist and that we have the ability to do things with our bodies and our minds. And most of the shit that we're doing is in complete, like, it's the opposite of what we would be doing if we were free humans. And the thing that's stopping most of us from being free is a choice. We believe that we have to do the thing that we're doing. And mm. I think there, there needs to become a moment. I mean, I know I remember my moment as well. And I think every successful entrepreneur had a moment. They were like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm wasting <laughs> thousands of hours of my life doing this thing I actually don't even believe in. And like what that does to us is, you know, it, eventually we kind of like shut off and go numb to the fact that we're living out of alignment. But it it's just, I love that story. I love that you just, you went for it. And that's why I wanted you to tell that story. Cause I think there's so many people, I, I mean, I know there's hundreds of people in our community who haven't fully, fully 100% committed to their path. They know the path. They know it's there. They can see it, but they're afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, they're afraid to actually boldly say, this is what I'm going to do. They're just kind of dabbling, you know? Like, I'm sure you see a lot of dabblers that are like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. And then they just sort of like dabble, but they don't, they're not 100% convinced that that's actually what they're going to do. And they're going to all of a sudden devote their mental creative emotional energy to that path and so i'm just curious like what do you say to those people that are just like they're not they're just kind of sitting on the fence and they're watching other people jump over the fence but they haven't quite mustered the courage to do it yeah i, I mean i think those people are all of us in some ways where we're not sure we have an inkling that we might want to do something but we're not sure and I think to them, I would say you have to be okay with not finishing, which is 
contrary to what it seemed like, like jump over the fence, just go ahead and do it. But I think there's a lot of pressure to like finish all the time. If I start this thing, like, right in our culture, it's very much a don't start something you can't finish mentality. And I think that's wrong. I think that for me, I learned a lot by giving myself permission to start lots of stuff afterwards, after, after Lenny, start lots of stuff and be okay without finishing it. If I didn't like it, if it didn't work for me. And usually that's not something we have the liberty to do because people are like, well, what are you doing with that thing? Like, is it going to lead somewhere? Right. And I think it is leading somewhere, but just not in a straight line. Totally. I think that the best path of success is, is a lot more like this and starting and finishing and starting and finishing, like just stopping stuff is great. And I think that anyone who's on this journey should focus more on stopping and quitting than they think they should start Ooh. and finish, Ooh. if that makes sense. I like it. I mean, I'm just going to pose that to the community right now. What mm-hmm. is one or two things you could quit today? Uh-huh. That you could just stop. And maybe it's actually our community. Maybe you need to quit your membership because you're actually not wanting to create courses. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the case, then God bless you. Yeah. No, I mean, but back then, like after Lenny, I was doing random shit. I took plane flying lessons with red cowboy boots on, which nice. is ridiculous. The instructor thought I was just a mess. He was like, what are you even doing? <laughs> it's um, you showed I... up the lessons with vodka. fly this way do it i'm ready (laughs) yeah i took plane flying lessons i volunteered um at literary literacy centers to help people read i tried to submit my writing to the new york times and they were quickly like hate you i tried to learn pottery i took creative writing classes like at like local adult schools I started learning about interior design and painting at one point. Gardening came in at one point. <laughs> I tried so many things and I think it was good because then I was just like, oh no, ruling that one out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Narrow there's down the spectrum a little bit. Yeah. Totally. There's value in that. So did you a lot le- of value. Did you learn anything from the community college about creative writing? Because that seems to be definitely a strength of yours. The focus was on travel, so I will say, (laughs) shit, you know, I don't remember because it was so long ago now. I've been doing this thing online for 10 years now, so that was before that. I don't remember anything specific, but I remember being surrounded by old people and being like, (laughs) wow, is this going to be my life? You know, you, you spend your life doing something you don't like, so then when you're 59 years old you can attend a night class for adults uh, i never bought that story ever yeah totally it was just like i'm not going to spend all my good years doing shit stuff so i can like when i'm you know uncomfortable and overweight and and (laughs) old and and then then i can start having fun you know (laughs) yeah yeah i built a house with a guy before this big like complete changeover into my current lifestyle and uh, I had like the picket fence. We did actually have a literal picket fence. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I did all of that stuff, but he was very much of the mindset. He was a brilliant guy, but his mentality was, let me work as hard as I can now, save as much money as I can now. So therefore I will be comfortable later. Right. And my mentality mm-hmm. was like, I want to be really comfortable now. 
I want to feel great now. Let's do some stuff now. Let's travel now. Yeah. I want to live right now. Yeah. Yeah. You sound like an Aries. When's your birthday? I'm actually a Cancer. Oh. I yeah. have a lot of really good friends who are Cancers. Cancers are great. I mean, I'm on the cusp of Gemini. I don't know if that's good or bad, but. My son's a Gemini, <laughs> so you're cool with me. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, regardless, cool. you're cool. Yeah. You're cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That probably actually helps you uh, be empathetic with your with your customers or your your peeps, right? That no. Oh, okay. N no, I'm <laughs> to, to correct everyone. I'm empathetic when I'm writing. I'm not empathetic with customer service, which is why I don't do it. Which is why you've never seen me in my email. I'm actually very impatient when it comes to that stuff, and I will admit it freely. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I was just going to say, so like since since we called this how to write like a fucking boss, let's just turn let's turn the focus a little bit on that. So, you know, people are tuning in right now to to learn how to, they can really start upping the ante on on their creative writing themselves. Because writing is a superpower and you are proof that that is truth. Yeah, you do a good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I do think it's weird. I mean. I just had an editorial meeting with my editors for our new book coming up oh. and they said to me, and this is like segging into that. They said to me the most, uh, the best asset of this book is the voice. It's the voice of your writing, uh, as opposed to the ideas, which is terrifying because it's like, well, thanks a lot, <laughs> but it's true. And it's the value of being able to write well, when you can take any idea and kind of sell it to people on paper. Yeah. Just simply by the way you're framing something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I could give anyone advice out there who's thinking about how can I translate my ideas onto the page, I think the most important thing people need to do is stop writing and start thinking. Literally get off the computer. Yeah. Writing itself is a completely separate task. Mm only after you already have your ideas and most people skip the idea part they just start writing yeah. and thinking they're going to come up with ideas as they go mm. and it doesn't happen because writing is a really scary process for a lot of people they have a lot of pressure you know that they put on themselves and putting the right words in order so it's super paralyzing but i think that the best thing about writing actually the most important thing that would make you a great writer is not really the way you write it's more what ideas you are presenting and then how you're putting them onto the page. But first you need some ideas. You need to think about what you're trying to say. So for that, I get off the computer completely and I start by writing by hand. What do I actually think about a topic? Yeah. Yeah. In a real yeah. journal. Like a real, well, printer page. Or that. <laughs> I, mean, I got one of these doohickeys. Great technology. You know, Whoa, there's ideas school. everywhere, scribbles, numbers, there's all sorts of stuff. And I use one of these. What's that? Uh, it's like a 40 cent pen. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, it's really important. It's like the most important thing you could do before you even try to like write it, before you even think about your voice, before you think about all that other stuff. Like, what are you trying to express? What's your argument? Do you have one? This is a weird thing that not many people think about when they sit down to write something and they're just like, I'm just going to like talk about it. But having a discussion with yourself on, on the page is not the same as 
coming up with an argument and then making it. Yeah. And that's important. Yeah. It's really important that 50% of the people reading your stuff agree with it and 50% of the people don't. Hmm. I remember you saying that in an article and I was like, oh yeah, they're either, they're either a fuck yes or a fuck no. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like literally like getting into the book world right now, they have expressed the same ideas to me when it comes to this book. They're yeah. like, we want the same polarization to happen. Yeah. So it's, it's like not just in my head. It's not just me. This really is a thing, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. people are so afraid to write something that could be controversial that they would have 50% of the people reading it say, fuck no, and attack them essentially, you know, like whether it's with written threats or whatever <laughs> facebook trolls you know you're or, doing a good job yeah. when you start getting trolled right? yeah <laughs> yeah but like that's your job yeah. when you're writing something uh -huh. it's not to summarize shit yeah. nobody needs a summary google does that fine totally it's your job to like write something that 50 percent of the people will disagree with right to be pr provocative start creating some insight yeah people don't like change so do you have when you're when you're writing blogs and you're creating courses like do you have a specific writing practice like you know do you schedule your your writing on paper time where you actually sit back and think is that in your calendar thinking time essentially no it, that, it probably should be that would be very organized of me brad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, when I sit down to write a blog post, I think about it first. I don't sit down and write the blog post. I yeah. sit down and think about what I think about whatever topic it is. Or I keep like in my notes for my iPhone all the time. As I'm walking down the street and I see some guy do something really dumb, I write that down really quick because that's when I have the idea. Yeah. You know, that's when right, I'm yeah. thinking about things actively. And that's when the best ideas come is when you're in kind of in context of what's going on around yeah. you. And you jot it down and I try to write in as much detail what I'm thinking at the time because I can't write a blog post on the fly, but I can come back to that in yep. two days and be like, wow, this was a really good point I had. And I was thinking about that. So what's the argument? How can I expand on that? And does this matter to people? Sometimes I throw those out because it doesn't matter to anybody, but sometimes I'm like, you know what? This really could be useful for someone. Yeah. Could you open up for yourself the definition of argument that you're using? What does that mean to you? Hmm. I think if you have an argument, you are clearly taking a position, right? On one, you're having an opinion. That's it. That's it. Hmm. You have an opinion. So many people don't have opinions like you talked about. We write things because we want to be accepted by lots of people that are writing it because most people view writing as being this like, just a summary task. It's not a summary task. Your value as a writer or as a course creator trying to draw attention to yourself in the marketing realm yeah. is to have an opinion on something. And even if not everyone agrees with it, it doesn't matter. It's what's worked for you. It's what's working for you now. It's what you think about things after having so much years you know, of experience, whatever, that's what people want from you. They don't want assumation of you know what everyone else thinks and conclusion it's like mm -hmm. you need to have an opinion so to have an argument you have to have one yeah and that's a date you know for a lot of people that's a scary concept you know if you look through history and, and just like what our ancestors went through when we had opinions there's a lot of people mm. that died you know and that's sitting in our dna you know from my experience working with with people on that sort of stuff and and just 
you know, has that always been something easy for you just to have a strong opinion or did you grow into having this ability? Such a, such a good point is like in your DNA to not want to rock the boat. Mm. Right. Um, and even when you think about times earlier when it was like the employer economy, when everyone was trying to get a job, you didn't want to stick out. You wanted to kind of like not rock the boat. Yeah, just keep, get a keep the job. This is feeding skill. my family. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. But the creator economy that we're kind of in now is, is so different. You have to be distinctive in order for it to work. So to answer your question, I think it's an evolution and process. Personally, I think that I am much more myself on paper than I ever am in person, hmm. which is which is difficult sometimes because you struggle with am I aligned? Am I being authentic? But truth be told, I'm I'm a nice person. I also am a salesperson. So I have this like nagging ability to talk to anyone and placate them. I mean, yeah. I really can like to whoever it is, you could be a Trump supporter talking to me right now. And I would just be like, Oh, that's very interesting. Very <laughs> diplomatic in those ways. But yeah. I'm thinking through that. And my ideas come out in words, which is why I'm a writer and not a public speaker. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you were against videos for a long time too, weren't you? Like you only wrote and you, you didn't do videos. You didn't do interviews. Um, like, I mean, no, no, select. I, I never, no, I've always done interviews. That was like, just the excuse the you I took a to break. Us. I get no, it. No, I, <laughs> I took a break for a while because I was just super busy and traveling is like awkward. I don't have yeah. a great mic. I don't have good lighting. I'm like in front of a window right now. Like, you look oh. great. I like it. I like it. I mean, yeah. you can the see the shadows yeah. on my face. So <laughs> for a long time, I let that get in the way because I was just like, oh, it can't be perfect though. So I would mm. never want to do someone the disservice. Yeah. Um, but I didn't do video in general. Like I don't have my own YouTube channel. I don't have my yeah. own podcast. I don't have any of those other avenues just because I know they're not my strength. And yeah. why and bother? that is really I for the public that, speakers. That's so good. Uh huh. Yeah. That's for the public speakers. People who have the speaking ability. Some people are much better speakers than they are writers. Yeah. 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 Double down on that. Yeah. Whatever it yeah, is yeah. that you're great at, double down at it. That's your signature. Yeah. That's your signature. And that goes back to, to voice. I mean, I wanted to mention that when we were talking about writing and talking about voice, like so many people confuse tone and voice yeah. and they think that just because I, um, I'm sassy with my writing, that's my voice, but really it's not, it's not the same. I think tone is, I could be happier. I could be sad. I could be writing something happy or writing something sad. But it doesn't matter because you'll still know that I wrote it. Hmm. So the tone changes, but the voice yeah. doesn't. Your voice is your signature. Yeah. It's definitely like people know that you wrote that. And yeah. the way you do that yeah. is by you know coming up with your own set of, of distinctive kind of marks in yeah. your writing. Do you use hyphens or do you use semicolons? Do you capitalize things? Um, how do you present ideas even like, do you have kind of a jokey tone? Are you serious? Like, what, how do you present things in general? Yeah. Um, so on that note, um, we have an exercise in the great ecourse adventure.com folks that aren't in it right now. Um, and it is if your course or brand had a personality, like if it was a human, if your brand was a, was a human and it had its own personality and way of communicating, 
how would you describe it? And so the middle finger project, everything you write, the way your entire website is presented, it has a very distinct personality. Absolutely. And so I'm just curious, like, what would be the descriptive words that you would use to describe the middle finger project if it was a human? Well, I mean, I think... I think uh, I can tell you right now that in terms of books, we've been talking about Caitlin Moran. Do you know her? She's a British author. No, mm-hmm. I'm write her you down. might not know her. She, oh my God, you will love her. She's fabulous. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's also a truth teller. She's really got an irreverent kind of voice, but she speaks on the topics very much of 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 being a woman in modern day and kind of that stuff. I've been talking to different editors who have pitched me as the Caitlin Moran meets Seth Godin. So Caitlin Moran for business and career. Um, I think that's useful, but I think that if you had to like think about me in terms of like, I don't know, celebrities maybe that people can relate to, I'm totally Taylor Swift on the like the deep poetic shit meets Rihanna where my outside is like, <laughs> now what words would you use to describe the personality of your brand mm, irreverent definitely free spontaneous enthusiastic i'm very enthusiastic about things um curious Strong, open. Fucking hilarious. I'll just throw that in there. Thanks. <laughs> like I, I seriously. Maybe real. Yeah. Like real. I've laughed out loud yeah. on many occasions reading your emails. It's true. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Thanks. Do you know, like for the people wanting writing tips, the reason why anytime, thank you, that you would have ever laughed at anything I ever wrote. God, it's such an honor. Um, the reason why people laugh at things that other people write is because it's true yeah, and they fun. recognize something as being Funny like, it's true. oh my God, that's so true, but they haven't thought about it yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they, they read it and they're like, oh my God. And, and if you can be a writer and you can juxtapose two things together and create a truth for other people and they're like, oh my God, you can elicit those words. Oh God, that's so true. They will read your writing no matter what you write. I promise. So yeah. speaking of exercises, do you have an exercise to offer our viewers yeah. to improve, like just right mm. out of the gates here, one thing that they can start to improve their voice? Yeah, well, I mean, like improving your voice, like getting the signature is something that you cannot get without writing, right? It's like trying to be an expert salsa dancer without ever salsa dancing. You have to certainly like, like work your way into it. But something that I did when I was younger and that I think was useful was reading some of my favorite writers. So Caitlin Rand's a great one. Irma Bombeck, she's like an old school humor writer who's really great. Um, Even like modern day folks like Amy Schumer writing like the girl with the lower back tattoo. They have distinctive voices, whether it's on the page or not. And reading these people and then trying like actively to write something that would imitate their mm, style. Emulation, yes. Yeah, like sounds like a shitty idea because you're like, 
no, I don't want to sound like them. If you're trying to come up with your own signature, that's contrary to what you should do. But at the same time, if you don't have a signature, you need a starting place. So starting by just paying attention and getting that awareness around, okay, let's deconstruct this then. What makes that a great sentence? Why? Why do I like this paragraph? Why did this resonate? Why did I highlight that? Why do you highlight the stuff you highlight in your Kindle? Go back through and, and look at that and actually ask yourself those questions. They will bring the awareness that you need to the front of your brain to be able to then do it yourself when you're sitting down in front of a, in a blank page and being like, well, where should I start? I don't know. I like that. To be a writer, you need to read. <laughs> oh, God, you so need to read. <laughs> you just do. And it's like annoyingly cliche. But I yeah. think importantly, looking at what you highlight, looking at what mm -hmm. you see for yourself and then yeah. being cognizant enough to pay attention to it's why. It's so reminiscent to, to musicians, you know, like you just, you start emulating your record collection and, and the people you're listening to and it eventually just becomes your own. Like the beat, you yeah. know, look at the Beatles, right? They just, they just took all that old blues music from, from the South, you know, the United States South and, and started emulating that eventually they started taking lsd and did their own thing but <laughs> so that's step two is like emulate other authors step step three, three is lsd and then you will just take your drugs all together yeah <laughs> no but it's true you have to have the courage to put your own twist on it yeah. and going back to like having your own opinion about stuff really important when you look at someone's sentence and you have the courage to say I like this sentence because of X, but you know what? Here's what I think could be better about that sentence. A lot of people don't have the courage to actually stand contrary to something that's already been done or something that's done well, but developing that like backbone, that little, that little piece of opinion of your own that's like, you know, here's what I think about stuff. And that slowly gets you to your own style. You can take things that are working well, but then putting your own spin on it. I love Here's it. how I would do it. I love it. Do yeah. you recommend people write every day if they're just getting into this and they need to like, do you recommend that they just, even if it's 250 words or something? I mean, for your audience as a, an audience of e-course creators, no. For an audience of writers who want to be actual writers, I mean, if you're not writing every day, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I mean, for course creators, we are we are professional writers. We write the content, we write the scripts, we write the storyboards, we yeah, we true. write the curriculum, like all, of, all of the things that we do. Like when people ask me what I do, like I'm a professional writer. You it's, know, we write a, everything we do is in written form yeah, first fundamental before tool. it appears on the big screen or the little screen, whatever screen you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if that's the case, if you're like writing a course right now, yeah, I think you have two options. You either need to put it front and center and imagine like this was your only job. Just do it. Like bang it out. Even if it's just a weekend, just yeah. put yourself, like take yourself on a retreat, rent a hotel room for the weekend mm. and focus on nothing but that. Yeah. Um, yep. it's really important. I don't think every day is sustainable for a lot of people. I would like to say yes, but I, I actually don't think it is. So being That's realistic, a lot of pressure. I, think... I tried to do Julia Cameron's the artist way. Are you familiar yeah. with that? Yes. That book, right? A lot of us are, and, and it put a lot of pressure on me to try to do it every day. But even as you said, writing could be having a notebook on your iPhone and just jotting down thoughts yeah. as you go through. Like that's totally. writing. Even if you have one thought mm -hmm. a day that you record, 
And whether you do anything with it or not, it's like at least you're starting to think for yourself and come up with your own muscle perception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Like writing is thinking, writing is thinking. Just keep going back to that. I mean, I I do think that personally I am a better, um, I'm better at doing kind of like the last minute race to the end than I am being really good about writing every day and doing things in a methodical manner. I'm very yeah. good at like, okay, let's do the last push. Uh-huh. I'm going to yeah. spend five days like hammering this out. Yeah. And Isn't that, that works fun, for though? me well. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like just taking, going deep and having undistracted space for, yeah. you know, in a one, roundabout three, ways. five days, whatever it is, just totally. to go into the rabbit hole and not come out for an extended period of yeah. time. In a roundabout way, it's quite efficient. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even if you're not a writer, if you suck at writing, but you still want to make an e-course, like you can always get your ideas down and then hire a writer to do it for you. Truth. Like, that's, I mean, that's a thing. People do that. I've done that. I've worked with people in the past where I'm like, here's what I want to say. Here's what needs to be on the page. Like, how would you interpret this? And then I go through and edit it all. I mean, right. not all the time, but sometimes it makes sense. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. We should hire Ash for our next Totally. <laughs> can write what we say. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pay you one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ash, yeah. I want to be respectful of your time. We've uh we're five after the hour, and I imagine you have important vodkas to drink. <laughs> given that it's four o'clock happy hour. Yeah, there. what the heck, you know? <laughs> yeah. The lobster hasn't shown up to your door yet. Yeah. These guys are slow. <laughs> it's terrible service. Well, yeah. There's a very cool locals bar across the street from this hotel. And I saw people on the front porch last night. So I was like, I'm going to go over there tonight and say hi. Hey, everybody. Bud. I'm from the internet. I'm from the internet. <laughs> I'm Great s- to see you. I'm a strong-minded woman. I don't know. Those Amish might get a little... <laughs> curl their beards a little more than usual. yeah when i was checking in they were very curious they're like so like are you here for work or are you here for pleasure and i was like how do i answer this question i don't know all of the above yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i'm like not specifically here for work but i will be working so there's a mind twister right (laughs) my work is pleasure Uh yes all all the pleasure concept congratulations on being fucking awesome yay yeah you too i'm off for what you guys are building you guys are doing fantastic i can't believe you've grown it so far thanks well it's been two and a half years of uh building a fucking internet theme park essentially Uh (laughs) you know we're just we're trying to do e-courses right and uh it's been a hell of a journey. It's been really hard and really awesome and really fun. You know, like I'm starting to go bald <laughs> because <laughs> of the process. And so is Blair behind what? the ponytail Holy right crap. up here. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, we all we all see it, oh, but you man, don't. No. And you don't see it, so it doesn't matter. You wear it doesn't your matter. I can't it goes see right it. over this. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's great to meet other people that are just rocking it. And so congratulations. You're yeah, doing it. so much fun. Too. You're an inspiration to everybody. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to see what's down the pipeline with all of your new, your new features going on. It's fabulous. Let me know what I can share with our TMF people because they will love you. Thank you. We're all about building courses, leveraging our knowledge. Yeah figuring out really smart and exciting ways to earn money in a way that feels good. Well, so yeah. bring it on, Given that you're a saleswoman, I, I've got, I've been thinking about a course for you. I kind of wrote part of a, a course for you, oh. a themified course that <laughs> I, I would like to pitch you someday because I think it's fucking awesome. And I think people would really be yeah. excited about it. Um, and we're, you know, we're wanting to produce for about 20 people in the next, like, fully produce for about 20 people in the next couple of years. And uh, you're definitely at the top of that list. So I think he's oh a fan of our, yours, our people, I think he likes you. Our people be in touch with your people. Listen, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we, we need to just streamline. Although I will say, I tell people this. I'm like, oh, I really like them. I'm just going to, like connect with them personally but then i never answer my email so then i look like a jackass <laughs> yeah. anyway i am the well, we'll worst we'll get our people to talk to your people yeah, and then yeah. we'll do lunch yeah yeah exactly i'm the worst you can i message me sometimes we'll bring our polaroid <laughs> yes. camera all right could you give, oh give the phone, phone number to everybody for iMessage? yeah we probably shouldn't put that on youtube <laughs> right right yeah yeah you already have one stalker you don't need thousands yeah. i've had a few that are really good time <laughs> um, where do you want people to go what do you want them to do to follow your work and to stay in the loop with what you're yeah. doing Sign i know up you to her fucking email list yeah and her courses yeah. um you just launched unfuckwithable freelancer <laughs> i did freelancer. oh my god we just got the best email today from a girl who was like I just started this two weeks ago. I took your course. It's been like five days and I pitched the way you told me to pitch and I made $4,500 in this package. Nice. My very first client. I was like, yeah. yes, girl. She's like, like, that's like half of my kid's school for the year. She's mind blown. And wow. I'm so excited for her. Wow. Yeah. Yay. That's what we're talking about. I mean, everybody nice. out there. We're not going to be able to teach you to sell in the way that Ash can. And so you're all building courses. You need to be, you need to be able to make money. And we're here to teach you how to build really fucking engaging courses. Ash can teach you how to make money with those courses way better than we can. So, well, yeah, I'm the queen of, of making money with clients, especially. So yeah. that, if that's your, your jam, definitely. Yeah. I've got a really cool uh it's a really nice series that i put together it's called 25 days to 100k we saw that and it yeah it's legit like 25 things that i would do if i was starting over as a freelancer no bullshit like do this and you will get there so if you go to the middlefingerproject.org and you spend at least 30 seconds on our site there'll be a, like a nice little pop-up and okay. you can nice. into that yeah okay so i know that we yeah. don't, I, I know like for the dudes like we don't got boobs but we are babes with balls and that that's part of your thing like are we can we can we go in there like are we yes so come on in it's ah, really just it's, it's yes. a marketing thing you know yeah it's a marketing yeah. thing but everyone is welcome of yeah. course as long as you're not like seven because there's profanity <laughs> right oh yeah you oh. got 17 <laughs> 17 plus offensive. not like those teenagers don't know how to swear better than we do but yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I should have ID'd you guys before. Ooh, we did this. Yeah. Hey, Just make are, sure. Did you see the disclaimer at the beginning of the conversation? We're clearly over 17. <laughs> yeah, see, there it is <laughs> there, right, there. right there. Just in oh, case yeah. you're just getting it now, you tuned yeah. in late. Sorry about that. Actually, is... actually, we have a confession. Our moms are right over there. Ooh. They've been, they're here accompanying us for this conversation. You know what's weird though? Like some of the most religious friends I've ever met in my life, their moms love me. I don't get it. They just don't. It's a lifetime of buildup, and they're just like, "Yeah, girl." Yeah, that's because Jesus spoke the truth, and so do you. Always freaks me out, and they're like, "My mom is reading your newsletter." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I gotta see that I someday. It. I love yeah. it. Love so, it. Awesome. Well, all thanks. Moms, all the men. Yes. Yeah. Woo. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ash, for coming on. Yeah. Sharing your wisdom. So great. Yeah. We're uh, we're gonna be pitching you. So just watch that. Watch yeah. That. Oh. Yeah. Bring it, boys. Yeah, bring yeah. it. Bring it. In the meantime, I will be walking like an Egyptian over here. <laughs> oh, right. Uh -uh. In, in the hotel. Yeah. With the, the hula oh. hoops on your ears. <laughs> Have fun getting oh, yeah. down with the Amish people next door. Yeah, Thank take you. lots of pictures. I, I can't wait. Yeah. Me and uh, Gianni boy, yeah, I'll take some photos. I can't wait for the next blog post inspired by the Amish. This is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, it's definitely going to be inspired by you guys. We'll okay. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll send you the recording of this, and uh, thanks so much. You rock, thanks, sister. We love you. Yeah, You're great. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Later. Mwah. Bye. We'll see you hey. on the internet. Bye. The internet. On the internet. Dum dum dum. So Whew. think before you write, folks. Think before you write. It's kind of like the old think before you speak. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you know what time it is? What time is that, Bradley? <gasps> How did you do that? Looks like we have two bottles of brandy. <laughs> we got I just split. Whoa, dude. Wow. One for me. Oh man, this is great. Uh, yeah, we gotta talk to Ash more yeah, often. Totally. She's a good influence. Yeah, a weekly call with her. <laughs> Just join your course. That's four o'clock somewhere. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. four o'clock where Ash is for God's sake. It's a true story. So this week we're going to the red carpet curtains of green screen magic, and we're gonna teach you. <laughs> How we did our intro video. Yeah, this right. is actually a totally different intro video than the one I was describing before the show. And I said, let's do the intro video. But this is going to have to do because oh, we're in the live. intro video. What? <laughs> Which one's the intro video? The one where we're like on the green screen and then we're on oh, the I stage. And I'll stall. You, you stall. The, so basically the video we're going to show you all is like it's 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 a layer within a layer within a layer and this idea came to us we're like how do we how do we best present the idea that you as an e-course creator aren't just here to create courses you're here to create freaking worlds because it's not this two-dimensional PowerPoint presentation that's going to draw students in and transform their lives it's by creating an immersive environment that basically hooks people and brings them in and turns them into more like a character that they're kind of like a character in your storyline and so when we built green screen magic we're like 
how do we create that experience where our students can get immersed in this green screen magic world? And that GSM welcome. Right yeah, there. there you go. And so this is the video that we came up with to help you. This is the welcome video. So you sign up for greenscreenmagic.com. Dot com. And where we're going to teach you to create, do all the green screen magic tricks that we do in the Grady course adventure and and Artify course creation, all the other courses that we build now into forevermore, uh, unless we do them in real life without green screen. But basically, this is what sucks you into the world. All right, let's watch it. Hit it. Boom. Hello and welcome to Green Screen Magic. I'm Brad. And I'm Blair. And we are two of the creators of the great eCourse adventure, as well as this magical journey you're about to go on, where we teach you to harness the power of the green screen to make your eCourses and lessons more exciting. Green screens have been used in Hollywood for years. And by bringing this technology into the e-learning industry, we're really going to be upping the ante for how online learning can be done, which will ultimately make your courses stand out in the sea of sameness. So as you might be aware, the student dropout rate in online education is somewhere between 70 and 97%, which... So, lesson number one at eCourse Adventures is that you're not just creating a course. You're creating a world for your students to enter into. So welcome to the world of green screen magic. Pretty snazzy, right? I love that and I must admit, it's a great excuse to go down to your local costume shop and have some fun. We definitely had fun there. So as the magician of this world, I'm gonna show you exactly how to perform these kinds of green screen magic tricks that turn a normal lesson into an immersive learning experience that leave your students starstruck and begging for more. Sounds great. And to be honest, <laughs> speaking from years of experience, the camera zoom. all you really need is a trusty magic wand. Whoa! If only it were so simple, Magic Brad. I'm blown! Creating media that entertains, inspires, and effectively engages your audience takes a little bit more than the wave of a magic wand. However, I feel really confident that this course is going to give you the necessary tools, the creative ideas, and the step-by-step know-how to turn your ordinary video lessons into works of art that activate whole brain learning and keeps your students captivated until the very end. So without further ado, welcome to Green Screen Magic. Carpet, everybody. Just for you, folks. Here's a Act one. That's our new studio, by the way. Welcome to Saltzburg Island, the place where the greatest courses on the planet are produced. There we have it, folks. So, how did we? Did we do that? How did we do that? How did we do that, Blair? It was a world within a world. Yeah. I'm just going to mute this. No, that, there we go. There we go. Muted. So obviously, here we are in our green screen studio. Or are we? Are we? Where are we? So this, yeah, how did we do this? So let's look at this. I We're looking right now at us in a green screen studio. Was it our green screen studio, Blair? No. It looks like a green screen studio. Maybe it's ours? It's a much nicer green screen studio than what we even have. So is that a green screen background 
replacing our the green, green screen studio, studio background which, which at the time was our two-car garage <laughs> right yeah, exactly <laughs> so as you can see it's got a really nice light setup and not real yeah and so the whole background is actually just a stock footage it's fake it's a fake one but <clears throat> it looks real yeah and um and what's really nice too is uh, again that slow zoom in so it just creates a little bit of movement for the eye, helps kind of keep the eye captivated. Um, really awesome technique that's used in a lot of movies, cinema and, and television these days. Um, and then, yeah, we got the long shot. Then we go up to the close shot. Then we go back to the long shot and then we switch it up. And this was fun. We have the great Brad, Magic Brad. Magic here. Brad. Magic Brad in the new space. And so... It was kind of cool, actually, being able to do a world within a world yeah. within a world. Yeah. And um, we giggled our silly asses off <laughs> as we came up with this idea on how to introduce the course and to kind of hook you in so that you basically yeah, got – because that's normally, bring people into the world. This is right normally away. how you would do a trailer. Like, yeah. hi, we're Brad and Blair, and come enjoy our course. We're <laughs> going to teach you really good stuff. And yeah. then we're just like – Boring. Yeah, <laughs> that's old school. This is how yeah. we do it around these parts. And so you shoot your magic wand, and, um, and then, yeah, you can see. So this was actually a really beautiful um, – I guess what we'd call it template or like um, a, a virtual world. Where did you find it again? I found it on the interwebs. Well, oh, the, perfect. So yeah. you just search. That, it'd be so easy to we find. got lucky. I don't know how many, like, so someone geniusly built this uh, stage set up prior and sold it as a package for us to open up into After Effects. So this is an After Effects world. And I absolutely love it because you can, move the lights so you see there's a spotlight here on brad and uh and as you see it it actually changes and focuses on on him you can see his shadow a little bit here um and so it's it's pretty much turns it into a 3d world which i love yeah it just takes a whole heck of a lot a whole shitload a lot is this still oh, yeah on. we're still we're still in ashland right now yeah this is yeah, yeah. this is rated r everybody um <laughs> just so you know and um yeah coming back so this is really awesome i love it but it takes it takes a, a lot of computer now about the that. costume so originally i paid 80 dollars on amazon and i got the worst costume. oh ever. my god it looked okay in the pictures it the worst. And it showed up and we're like it was like production week and we we're like how are we going to record with this? It was so terrible and so cheesy that Blair was just, I was like, eh, it could work. But then he was like, no. So I went to Victoria. Our local city. Our local city. And I went to a costume shop and we spent about 250 bucks renting that for a week. And man, was it worth it. I mean, if you go to greenscreenmagic.com and check out our sales page, I mean, the way that it up-leveled the banner is just it's so much better the way that all of the the videos just come to life so much more like we look so much more badass there than what it would have looked like in in the cheesy oh it's legit that... and that's the thing if you want to be professional you have to start acting professional and yeah. sometimes it takes paying professional amounts of money to work with other professionals to just create a complete professional experience for your students. And I got to say, I felt so much better wearing that costume 
than I yeah. would have if I if we would have kept this stupid Amazon one. And we got our money back on that stupid costume. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. We wrote back and we're like, this is not what the picture showed. This is terrible. And it's the worst costume ever. We want our money back. So it was nice. So we have a world within a world and the magic Brad pretty much saying that from his experience, all you need is the magic wand. And we're like, uh... Sorry, and Magic I, Brad. I just love how you got you in the forefront. You've got the two monitors there, and then it's like the world within the world. It's just that. Yeah, so we got one world, two world, three worlds. Now, tell me, Blair. Yeah. Is that your studio yeah. that you edited that's, this in? That's real life studio. That's it. Okay. Yeah. No. Ah, I tricked you oh. again. So it's actually the fake green screen studio, studio, the fake stage, the fake editing studio. It's it's. There's just so many illusions yeah. taking place. And you can here. see again just the amount of um, amount of movement in the cameras. It really helps make it look like a real world. Yeah. So again, the zoom out coming in helps tell the story, opens it up. Yeah. And so again, we're just in front of a green piece of fabric here and everything else is stock. So this is a stock footage of someone's studio. It's yep. an awesome studio. If it's your studio, let us know. That'd be awesome if you're watching this. Yeah. And then I superimposed um, a screenshot of actually my, my monitor and put it into this monitor. Same <laughs> with this one here. So, you know, it's, it's taking a little bit of green screen magic to do that. Yeah. Hence what we're teaching, greenscreenmagic.com. And um, in yeah. green screen magic, we actually we teach you to make these worlds. We show you step by step how to edit them. <laughs> we show you how to do all of the zoom effects, which actually make your lessons way more engaging. It's, it looks like you're actually you've got a budget to produce. These they're all courses. quite simple. All the little lessons. But yeah, it adds up. And that's what happens. So like the whole experience just starts to add up. And um, the biggest thing I've learned from from Blair here is that it's these little details that make all of the difference. Sure, they take a bit of extra time. Maybe you're going to spend an extra hour, extra two hours building your course and, and editing that one lesson. But at the end of the day, it's how fucking awesome your course is. <laughs> totally, because you got to live with that yeah. shit. <laughs> and it's not talent that separates a good course from a great course. It's just time. Yeah. It's just paying attention. It's putting in the extra bits of time. It's not talent. Talent helps. But how do you get talent? Time. Hmm. How do you get time? Schedule that shit in. Talent. Schedule your success. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what was nice too, to finish it up and wrap it up, we found this really awesome, um, uh, what do you even call it? It's like off of Fiverr. It was just an intro, outro thing. Piece, you know? And so we were able to um, get an After Effects artist that creates this. And we I gave him specific pieces of media to put in. They put the name across the top, each of the acts. You got Magic Brad and the great Blairdini here. Um, and so then he was able to put this together for, what was it, like? Fifty dollars. Fifty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, talk about an epic intro into your learning journey as you learn to do the same type of green screen stuff that we're doing here. Oh my god. It was it was, you know, it's it's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. Yeah. You know, this lives forever. We've got a world class product. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you're interested in check it out. It's only two hundred dollars, um, and we're gonna teach you so much about editing and production. And not just editing, right? Yeah. It's about learning how to actually put your shots together, 
but the small details that I've spent so many years learning myself yeah. and putting it all into this one course. So therefore you come out as a, a much better producer round and round. So yeah. That and we teach you to present your information. So each act is a different scene that you have to replace me in the scene with you. So you tell your first, story in the first one, you're yeah. in an elevator and you have to give your elevator pitch in the second one. You're in a bar and you we teach you to build the bar and then you have to basically you you meet this uh, this events producer at the bar and you have to give your your origin story like how you got doing the work you're doing and why you believe what you believe in two minutes and then the third one is you're giving your big talk we essentially teach you how to build a TED talk like stage yeah. and then give a five minute talk with slides in the background, with multiple camera angles, with zooms and out zooms, like all these things. And imagine if you're the karate kid, the wax on wax off side of the building, the course, what you could do in the world of world creation totally. once you learn these skills. Totally. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and just like Ash was saying, just like, you know, you got to put your ideas down and you're writing it. So these are all parts of the process because it's designed it's not just another green screen course. This was designed specifically for entrepreneurs looking to create e-courses. Yeah. And we were listening to our students from the great e-course adventure. And this is what they kept asking for. Yeah. The number it, one most requested course. Yeah. I think. And it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's so good. Joe. I know. right? Yeah, It's only $200. Seriously. Like even if it takes you the next year to get through what you're going to learn in the next year is going to be like a university degree for course creators because of what you're, what you're going to be able to do. Yeah, so there you have it, folks. Pound it. Next week, folks, we have the founder of Mighty Networks coming on board because we're launching our new platform. We're going to share our new online community space, all of the courses, the vision, and we're going to launch the e-course games. Oh, my God. Where we pay you to build your courses. Stay tuned. Later. Bye. Bye.